Hello and welcome to Wizard Studies. I'm Katie. And I'm Audrey. And today is part two of our Goblet of Fire movie episode. So if you haven't listened to part one at this point, I recommend listening to that first. Um, We stopped at the scene like right after the first task ended so when like harry and ron had their little makeup moment so that's where we will be picking up um we'll have our pop quiz at the end of the episode like usual and we're gonna do our like final thoughts on the movie in this episode as well but we won't talk about any of the casting decisions because that was included in our first episode on the goblet of fire yeah and then we have a patron to thank this episode. Um, Justine, thank you so much. Um, I did send out your I did send out your thank you package, so I'm sorry it took me so long. My life was just a little bit hectic. Um, but it's on its way. Um, it probably will take a hot sec, um, so maybe don't expect it for a little bit now, but let us know when you get it. Um, I'd really appreciate that, so we don't have to worry about it anymore, um, but it is in the mail. Yeah, and I believe Justine was actually our seventh patron, right? Yeah, she was, lucky number so seven. So always be magical number seven. Yeah, so anybody who gets to listen to our bonus episodes, you can thank Justine. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, like Katie said, this is the second half of our Goblet of Fire movie episode. So, you know, we're plugging through. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I know we mentioned this in the first episode, but we are going to be splitting them, all the movie episodes from now on, just because mm-hmm. they're getting too gosh dang long. <laughs> yes, for sure. So, yeah, I guess just jumping right in. Um, the next scene after kind of like the party after the first task is they're kind of like in study hall. No. Oh, I guess they're just at the great hall eating. Yeah. And Ron like gets the dress robes, um, in the book, this is supposed to just happen at the burrow at the beginning of the school year. This is another Ginny line though. Oh, true. She says, those are ghastly. (laughs) Because Ron's like, Ginny, I think mom sent me a dress for you. And she's like, I'm not wearing those. Um, um, and then we have the Ron dancing with McGonagall. Oh, well, before that, Same we way. have the best scene in the movie. Spoiler, it might be the answer to the pop quiz question for me. But when the orange juice or pumpkin juice dribbles out of Harry's mouth when he's, when he's looking at Joe. It's like, bleh. <laughs> I just had a visual, but I, no one could see that. Oh my god! Um, it is yeah, that's so funny. funny. And then we have the like Hermione like ruffling the paper and being like, "I can't believe this." And then in this scene, she's oh. reading it and she's like, "Hermione Granger seems to have a taste for the popular, like famous boys. Like she's moved on from Harry to Victor Crumb." But this makes no sense in the timeline yeah. because Hermione and Crumb haven't gone to the Yule Ball yet. Like, it's implied that, like, they don't really hang out before the Yule Ball together. Yeah. So this is just, like... Because no one knows that they're going to go together. Yeah, where, where is this coming from? This makes no sense. 
Anyways. Um, Rita knows all. I guess. But we don't know why she knows that. There's no way how she would have known that. Hermione doesn't even know it at this point. And then I have, who is Nigel? Is this the first, is this the first instance of Nigel being there? Who is Nigel? Who is he? Tell me. I think it is. Tell me. They show him earlier in the movie, but this is the first time they say his name, I think. Yeah. Okay, so then we have Ron yeah. dancing with McGonagall. Um, babbling, bumbling band of baboons. Say that five times fast. <laughs> oh, God. I don't think I could. Um... But, yeah, I think that's, like, honestly, it's a great addition to the movie. I think it's pretty great, too. It is different than what it is in the books. I believe in the books, McGonagall just, like, talks to them in class one time yeah. about it. But this yeah, is, just like, to the fourth years. everybody, I assume everybody who can attend the Yule Ball, even though there's a really young-looking young kid standing next to Fred and George. Um, <laughs> I believe it's probably, like, everybody who can attend the Yule Ball is just, like, there in an assembly I think it's just supposed to be the Gryffindors. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Just the Gryffindors. Yeah. Like, I assume each of the heads of houses do something along the lines of this. Um, but McGonagall dancing with Ron. Put, put your hand on my waist. Your what? Where? Your what? <laughs> my waist, Weasley. Um, and I feel like Fred and George doing the, oh like, my God, dancing so is so, like, it's so iconic. Yeah, it's a very funny scene. And then when all, like, the girls stand up, like, excited to dance, I'm like... I think I get that it's funny, but I feel like that's not realistic. I don't think girls would yeah, be that excited because no, I wouldn't have. I like wouldn't have. <laughs> um, but yeah. So then the next scene is like kind of a transition scene, and it's Hagrid talking about being a half giant with, like he's like walking with Madame Maxine, um, and I guess this is like their way of putting in Hagrid being a half giant, but not having it be a big deal. So they just have him, like, talking to Madame Maxime about being big-boned. And then they don't, like... There's no, like, follow-up later in the movie. Yeah. Like, it does, in the book, it's supposed to happen at the old ball, and then, like, there's all the fallout, and um, Rita writes the article and everything. But here, they just, like... It feels weird to include it if you're not going to have the fallout. Yeah, there's also no... Like, Hagrid never says anything about being half-giant. About yeah. his mom being Yeah, a he just talks about being big. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, he goes yeah. to, like, ask Madame Maxine about her family. Like, he's just talking about his family. Yeah. So there's no payoff, so there's no point to it. Then I have, um, like, when in the courtyard scene when Harry and Ron are like, how are you supposed to ask when if they move, like, move in packs? Like, I can't get one alone when they're talking about girls yeah. or whatever. Harry just, like, walks up to the group of Ravenclaw girls and, like, turns like he's gonna say something, just stands there silent while all these girls just stare at him and then he just walks away. Yeah. Um, in this scene, yeah. if you watch on TV, they include the deleted scene. So there is a deleted scene of this just being like it just being like longer talking about how like the girls move in packs and it just like shows like a germ string girl asking a hogwarts girl to the yule ball that kind of so it just like extends the point of the scene just a little bit i think it's fun mm. yeah so i mean neville is supposed to have asked hermione and then yes jenny um harry doesn't ask cho in the allery in the book it's just like he, like, stops her in the hallway, and then they have, like, an Allery scene next yeah. year, so they were getting those completed a little bit. Yeah. Um, I have, like, then I know we already mentioned this, but, like, Crumb is supposed to be in the library all the time, and that's yeah. why Crumb asked Hermione, and, like, it's implied that he was only in the library to, like, 
yeah. see Hermione. Yeah. And then the study hall What is this? What is this? I don't understand it. It's never mentioned any kind of study hall in the books. And then Hermione, like... They're in it. It happens in the movies in chamber, too. Yeah. And then Hermione, like, hands her notebook to Snape at the end of it. So, like, they were obviously, like, yeah. doing some assignment. But, like, it, it's implied that there's, like, multiple different houses there. Like, multiple different ages. I'm confused. Also, since when do they have composition notebooks? Yeah. Instead of Writing schools. in a like, composition what? notebook with a quill is, like, the most extra thing. Like, if you have composition <laughs> notebooks, you can have pencils. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And then I love when, like, Fred asked Angelina, like, would you go to the ball? Yeah. (laughs) Um, I think it's so funny. And then, because Ron's like, well, who are you going to ask? Who are you going with? And he just, like, does it. And he's like, hmm, what now, Ron? Yeah. And then, I guess, like, we have Harry trying to ask Cho, which I was getting ahead of myself, but then... We see Ron coming back to the common room, <laughs> and he's just, like, in shock. And this scene's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, and then Harry just kind of, like, jumps on it, and he asks Pravati and um, Padma. And it's kind of weird. Like, they've been, like, saying hi to Harry yeah. like, since he became champion. Um, Padma is not supposed to be in Gryffindor. It's, like, actually, like, a thing, a point that Hermione makes in this book that she's in. Yeah, because... Harry, like, asks, like, well, aren't people who are in the same family, don't they normally end up in the same house right before the sorting? And Hermione's like, no, they're not. Like, yeah. look at Padma. Like, she's Parati's twin, and they're not in the same house. Um, right. But, no, Harry, suppo- he goes up in the book asking about Parati and Lavender. But Lavender mm-hmm. is already going to the ball with Seamus, and then Parvati's like, well, I have a twin. <laughs> yes. Who is Dean going with, though? Nobody. How did Seamus get a date and Dean did it? Yeah. Girls, what Dean? is wrong? <laughs> He's the cutest boy in the oh year. My, so. Oh, yeah. Um, so then we, like, basically skip all of Christmas. I know, and, and it was just, such like, a fun ball. Christmas. They have, like, With snowball fights and the Dobby and socks. And the Dobby socks. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, we also haven't, we didn't talk about how the fact that like they skipped the kitchen scenes yeah and they i know we kind of mentioned this earlier but there is no mention of spew or spew in this movie at all yeah yeah Um, so yeah and then in the books also ron is supposed to try and like make the dress robes look better like i think he like mm -hmm. tries to cut off the ruffles at the sleeves um he just kind of like sticks it out in the movie, I guess. Um, I love that. I don't know if you can call that what he did. <laughs> also, I don't know anybody who's on TikTok and have been seeing the like video where people dress how they think that like Harry Potter characters would dress. It's like an audio clip that people just keep reusing, and um, it's just like a character dialogue when it's that character's outfit. If that makes sense. So like mm-hmm. Harry Potter, there's like a line from Harry Potter. For Ron, the audio that they use is, "I look like my great aunt Tessie." I smell like my great aunt Tessie. <laughs> it's so funny. That's funny. Um, those TikToks are all right. I don't think half of those people have read the books because their outfit choices don't really make sense. But fine, you do you, boo. Um, um, and then, so then moving Hermione. on to the Yule Ball, right? 
Yes, and Hermione specifically at the Yule Ball. First off, her dress is supposed to be periwinkle blue. I'm pretty sure. And it's pink. She still looks good, but I wish it was blue. Yeah, I would much if like if that dress was blue, I would have already have paid money like for the replica of that dress, and that would just be my cosplay everywhere. Yeah. Like I have the hair. Yeah. But I'm not a huge fan of pink, so I don't love it as much. Mm-hmm. Second off. Hermione is supposed to be like unrecognizable. People are like, is that Hermione Granger? I don't know. Like, I think it might be, but I'm not sure. Harry literally says a pretty girl in blue robes. Yeah. Who he didn't know. Yeah. And then, like, it's because her hair doesn't look frizzy and is not curly and is like fancy. But since Emma Watson already has beautiful hair in this movie and in previous movies, she just looks the fucking same, just with a little bit of sparkly stuff on her eyes. Ah, <laughs> oh, God, I hate that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she still looks I mean, good. she looks it's just gorgeous. That she always looks but like, good. there's no, there's no difference. Yeah, and this is when Harry and Ron are supposed to notice her smile. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, they're like, there's something different about you. Yeah. Um, um, and so they skip all of the dinner of the Yule Ball. Yeah. Which, actually, like, I really love that scene in the book. Like, there's a bunch of little tidbits in it. Yeah, the room um, of requirement is mentioned. Yes. That's the yes. chamber pot scene with Dumbledore. Learning how to say Hermione's name. Learning how to say Hermione's name. Like, they have that cool thing where you can order whatever you want. Like, you say what you want, and then it shows mm-hmm. up on the plates. So cool. And Percy's there, and so, like, Harry's talking with Percy for a good chunk Harry of has it. to sit yeah. next to him. Um, yeah. I get why they cut it um, out, but it was supposed to be a feast, too. Like, it wasn't just a dance. Yeah, yeah and so then... In the movie, basically, it just gets right to dancing and Flitwick crowd surfs. Clearly the coolest head of house. <laughs> Sprout wasn't even in this. No. Crumb uh. um, and Hermione dancing together. Like, when it switches to, like, fast music. Like, they're cute when, they're, when they dance slowly yeah. together. Um, but when they, like, start, like, dancing to the rock music and they're just both, like, jumping up and down, it's so cute. They both just look so happy. There's yeah. also, <clears throat> I believe this is in the Yule Ball, there's a scene where, like, the actor who plays Crab, they, like, pan back of kind of, like, a wide shot of the dance floor. And you can see the actor who plays Crab, like, jumping up and down behind the actor who plays Crumb, and his, like, hands are on his shoulders, and it's, like, that's, like, a really weird pairing to be <laughs> happening right now. That's funny. Um, but with the no Dobby socks, um, Matt I. Moody is supposed to see those socks. And from Matt, he gets mm-hmm. the Quidditch connection. I, like, I'm sure he's heard of that, but there's brooms on the socks. And he gets the Dobby connection. I guess the Wait, Quidditch connection does doesn't Quidditch matter. Connection. This is after the first task. My bad. But then yeah. he misses the yeah. Dobby connection because Dobby is the one who gives him yes. the gillyweed in the books, not Neville. Yeah, this is how he knows that Dobby will like give it to him. Um, cause they're friends. And isn't there a deleted scene with Karkaroff and Snape, like, pulling people out of carriages? Yeah, yeah, there is. Um, and then there's the scene where Hermione, like, comes up and is like, Victor's gonna go get me a drink, would you guys like to join? And yeah. Ron is like, and then me, 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 And Harry is just, like, sitting in between them, and it's so funny yeah. to watch Daniel Radcliffe's face, because, like, when Ron says something, he's like, he kind of gets all like, yeah. Ron, I'm like, what are you doing? He's clearly, like... <laughs> I'm she he's not speaking for me but also I'm not gonna like 
get in the middle of this like we just made up yeah (laughs) and then it's even better like when Hermione's like yelling at Ron and then Harry comes out and he's like what are you doing get to bed right now and and Harry's just like both of you like what am I walking into Um, it's so funny I love it I also love this is maybe jumping forward ahead in your notes but like while I'm on the topic so when Hermione's like yelling at Ron and she starts to cry and sits down on the stairs I love that she is not the only girl sitting on these stairs crying the night of the Yule Ball I think that is a great little like high school detail I just I think it's so hilarious that's fair um, so after the oval, Cedric is supposed to stop Harry, like, when he's leaving to tell him about the egg in the bath, and Harry's just, like, all pissy because Cedric is still the Cho at this time, um, but in the movie, they just have it in, like, a courtyard scene after, like, yeah. after the oval. Yeah. Later. And then... In the book, in the movie, Harry, like, pretty much immediately takes Cedric's advice. I think the next scene is, like, going to the prefix bathroom. Yeah. In the book, he, like, waits, like, a couple, like, at least a month. Yeah, because he's, like, like, I don't want to give Cedric the satisfaction of, like, helping me. Um, But also, how did he get into the prefix bathroom? There's supposed to be a password, and we didn't hear Cedric give him that password. Yeah, he's just like, you know the prefix bathroom? And Harry's like, yeah. Yeah, sure, I can get in there. I'm not a prefect, but yeah. Um, And then I have a note that says, Cedric literally says, in the hot water, quote for quote, in the hot water. Harry, you fucking idiot. I know in the book, (laughs) I know in the movie he, like, still gets it pretty quickly, but, like, Myrtle still has to tell him. Like, Cedric literally says, like, mull it over in the hot water. Like, he should have, like, winked at Harry when he said that, too. Like, come on, bro. Um, Yeah. And then they cut out some of the song for the movie. There is an extra, like, like, verse or whatever um, from the book. There's just a few extra lines. Yeah. Um, I also... I mean, I hate Myrtle in this scene. That's one comment I have. Um, But one thing that I think is cool that they put in is talking about... They say something about, like, Polyjuice Potion in the... She says something about seeing Polyjuice Potion in the drain. Yeah. And, like, they do that a couple times in this movie, which I guess is them, like, getting the hints in. And it's, like, very weak in comparison to the hints in the book. Yeah. But I do like that they put that in, and it's, like... I really, really like that, like... And Harry doesn't, like, think twice about it. He's just, like, we're not bringing Polyjuice Potion. Yeah. But... I think it's a good little foreshadowing. Yeah, I like that too. Um, And Harry, like, so quickly gets the mermaid thing. Like, I guess he gets it pretty quickly in the book, but it's after he's been there for a lot longer. But he's just, like, Mm -hmm. he, like, just looks at the stained glass. He's like, are there mermaids in the Black Lake? Yeah. And then it goes to, like, Harry, Ron, and Hermione in the library. Yeah, so this is... This skips a pretty key scene um, from the book where, like, on the way back from going to the bat from the prefix bathroom, Harry actually, like, gets stuck in one of the steps, um, the, like, vanishing steps. Yeah, the trick and step. he, the trick step, and he, like, drops his egg, and he was actually on his way down to, like, the dungeons because he saw Barty Crouch on the map mm-hmm. in Snape's office, or Snape's storeroom. And so that's, like, a whole thing. And 
Moody slash Crouch Jr. ends up saving him, but then takes the map because he's like, shit, you can see that I'm not who I say I am on this. Yeah. So it's like this moment where Harry is so close to having pieced together that Moody isn't Moody, Mm -hmm. but it that trick step gets him. Yeah, and, like, the reason why Moody had to save him is because Snape was there. Um, yes. Or, I guess, Filch and Snape show up. Filch and Yeah, Snape. and, yeah. like, they find his egg because his egg, like, rolls out of his hand, and Snape, so it's, like, he knows it's Potter right at mm-hmm. this point, so. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, so that's, like, a pretty key scene that has consequence later on that we don't see at all. Yeah. Um, but then, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think Moody's the one to come and get Ron and Hermione. Isn't it McGonagall in the books for the second task? I just read this, but now it? I'm going to check because I don't think, I think they say McGonagall is looking for you. Oh. Um. I just have no recollection oh, actually, that it's I Moody. Did. I didn't read it. I didn't get to this point. Um, I think it, it might be like, is it, no, I was gonna say, is it just like a student? For the wing of the wand. Oh, wait, another whole thing that this skipped is seeing Sirius. Yeah. Which I think happens before the second task now. Oh no, it happens after the second task. Oh, when Um. they go up to Hogsmeade and see him in the cave, yeah. Oh, George. It's Fred and George. Fred oh. and George had just emerged from behind some bookshelves. What are you two doing here? Looking for you. McGonagall wants you, Ron, and Hermione. Hmm. And we're supposed to take you down okay. to her office. Yeah. I was like, I knew that it wasn't Moody, but I couldn't quite remember who it yeah. was. So then, obviously, the big thing is that it was supposed to be Dobby, not Neville, who gets in the gillyweed. Um, because in the book... Moody was planning in advance and was trying to get Neville to help him, but he doesn't. Neville doesn't actually. He doesn't take or the I bait. don't think Harry like asks. Yeah. Harry d- is not, never asks Neville. Like he he never tells Neville that he's trying to swim underwater, or be underwater yeah. for an hour. So, um, Dobby steals from Snape's stores and gets the gillyweed, and then we go to the the second task. Yeah, and um, the, like the reason Fred Dobby and George are taking bets again. Yeah, and the reason Dobby knows is because he's supposed to have overheard McGonagall and Moody talking. I think it's McGonagall. Yeah, and Moody's like, I wonder if he'll think of using Gillyweed. Um, yes. Yeah. And then we get to the second task, like you said, Fred and George are taking bets again. Yeah, and before the second sta- task starts, or like right when it starts, they show. Seamus and Dean, and Seamus is wearing a Hogwarts sweatshirt, and I really want it. It like It's just, like, black and has the crest, yeah. and it's just, like, it's really cute. Okay, I'm pretty sure I tweeted about this before. I think I was, like, live-tweeting a watch of, like, uh, Goblet of Fire one time, and I was, like, am I to believe that Hogwarts has, like, merchandise? Like, yeah, where do we get merch. this? Yeah. Um, it's so dumb, but, like, I want it. <laughs> I know, and, like, you see a bunch of kids wearing that same sweatshirt um, during the third task, too, up in the stands. But, yeah, I love yeah. that little detail. And then Moody has to shove Harry into the water after he's trying to choke down the gross gillyweed. <laughs> and Katie's Trivia yeah. Corner for the episode. I don't know if this is really, like, remember. yeah, I don't know if this is really trivia that would come up on, like, a trivia, but it's trivia. It, like, you know, 
So they got the look of the gills on Daniel Radcliffe's hands by sticking pantyhose over his hand. So oh, just, interesting. Yeah, I'm sure they, like, touched it up a little bit in post, but, like, that's what they did, like, yeah. practically. So, fun huh. fact about that. Um, yeah. Um, I don't really have anything about the actual stuff. Um, the, one of the notes I have is that the bubble head charm is supposed to encase that one's whole head in a bubble, not just yeah. their... Not just, like, a like, nose and mouth. Not just their mouth. Yeah. yeah. And then Harry's supposed to come back, like, pretty significantly after the timeline ended. But, like, in this, like, the horn goes off. And then, like, um, or maybe that's when Cedric comes up. Maybe I missed Yeah, Cedric is supposed this. to be just after the horn. Yeah. I think they're all late. Yeah. But, oh. yeah, I think it is Cedric. I think I meant to delete this. Never mind. I hate how they have Harry, like, flop onto the dock. Like, what? Like, yeah, he looks ridiculous. It bothers me so much. Like, that would hurt so much. Also, a little nitpicky thing, too. I really hate how um, sla- Emma Watson slash Hermione goes, Fleur couldn't get past the Grindelows. Like, why does she say yeah. that in a French accent? Like, I'm, I don't like it. Yeah. Um, it doesn't really make sense. I don't understand. Yeah. I think she's just mocking Flair. Yeah, but, like, the, her, like, expression, like, isn't mockingly. Like, she's, like, she's, like, excited. She's, like, Flair couldn't get past yeah. the love. Like, what? Yeah. Anyways. Um, Seamus is the one that puts the towels yeah. around Harry <laughs> in the movie, and it's really cute. Like, do you ship them? <laughs> no. Sari? No. Uh, their relationship in Order of the Phoenix takes a real blow. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Um, and then also comment, because they show Draco, like, being pissed when Harry survives, but Draco is, like, not in this movie. He's not in it, like, at all. I think that's, like, the like, last he appearance has, that we have of Draco. Yeah. He's, he's in the ferret scene, yeah. and he's in the, like, brief scene at the World Cup. Yeah. Wow. Literally, this movie is just the Triwizard Tournament. There's nothing else yeah, going on in this movie. so much from it. Oh, my God. Um... So then we have the, like, walk in the woods with Crouch. Yeah, this is so And I was so always weird. so confused by this because it really makes no sense. Like, Crouch is not even supposed to be there. Yeah. Um, he was supposed to be imperious. And then Harry's supposed to find him, like, later when talking to Crumb, when Crumb, like, pulls him to the side to ask yeah, about Hermione. Yeah, after they, see, after the they see the maze. Um, but instead they just, like, have Crouch Singer see moody do the tongue thing and they're like oh it's him and then moody's like shit i have to kill him yeah like the whole conversation is just like very weird too like i i don't really understand what the point of the conversation was like i'm not sure if it's supposed to kind of be a replacement for like harry's constant conversations with bagman about like him trying to help Mm. harry and, like, yeah. I don't know if that's kind of what it's supposed to take the place of. So they wanted some, like, one of them to have a conversation with Harry. I don't yeah. really know. Um, and then it's implied that, like, the same night, like, Harry's still in, like, his Triwizard Tournament, like, stuff. He finds yeah. Crouch dead when they're walking in the woods with Hagrid singing the Hogwarts the house woods? song. Like, What? <laughs> Um, and I think that's supposed to be a replacement of, like, the scene where, like, at, um, 
like when I think that ha- this happens when they go to Hagrid's hut after he's like super upset about the article and he's like mm-hmm. sitting Harry down and he's like you have to win like we have to prove he's pr- he's that like, these like champion now. yeah like we have to prove yeah. that like people like outsiders like you and me can like s- be successful or whatever and I think that's mm-hmm. like semi the sentiment of what this because Hagrid's like the youngest Triwizard Tournament champion ever, you know, like kind of like hyping Harry yeah. up like that. But it doesn't get the job done that that scene no. did, you know? And that that does happen, like all the stuff with Hagrid, I know we mentioned this, but just to say again, it happens before the second task. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. And then, it like, it really just feels like they forgot to kill Crouch Sr. And then they, like, went back and filmed this scene. They were like, we just need to get in really quick. We just quick, need to like, let the audience know that his body. Dead. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I could see that happening. Because <laughs> it's, like, we never see... We don't find out that Party Crouch Z... We don't find out that Barty Crouch Sr. is, like, for sure dead till the end when Crouch is like, I killed him. I transferred his body yeah. into a bone and buried him in, like, Hagrid's front yard. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Um, and all of that is supposed to happen later because immediately after the second task, what's supposed to happen is, like, seeing Sirius. Yeah. They, like, go and actually see Sirius in Hogsmeade. Um, and they have, like, they talk about Bertha Jorgens a lot. Yeah, Bertha Jorgens isn't mentioned once in this movie. Yeah. Like, I get that she's kind of a minor part, but she, like, helps fill in a lot of stuff. Like, she's crucial to what happened. Like, Voldemort and... like, how Voldemort came back. Yeah, like, Voldemort and Peter would not have known about the Triwizard Tournament without Bertha Jorgens. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, after Harry finds Crouch Sr. dead in the movie, they, like, it cuts to that scene in Dumbledore's office. Yeah. Um, Harry gets attacked by the licorice. <laughs> yeah. And then we have the Pensieve scene, um, which I believe in the book, like, that happens after, like, when Harry's just in his office after Crouch Sr. dying. I think so. But again, it's, like, much later in the year. Yeah, well, also, the memories are just so messed up, too. So, like, I believe it's supposed to start with the Bellatrix, Rodolphus, and mm-hmm. Barty Crouch Jr. trial. And then we get the Karkaroff and then Ludo Bagman, I think. Oh, yeah, because Ludo's supposed to be... Yeah, because Ludo's supposed to be, like, suspicious. Like, Winky hates Ludo Bagman. Like, she says he's a bad, bad man, and then we see this scene. So he's also supposed to be a misdirect like Karkaroff about, like, what is going on, who is doing this stuff. Yeah. Um, But there is that... The trial scene, as off, as bad as it is, does have the iconic... Barty Crouch, Junior. Junior. Um, <laughs> which is just so great. I know, I love that. Everything Karkaroff says is quotable. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, and then it's like weird because this throws off the whole Bart. This is what I was alluding to about my note about Barty Crouch Jr. I think I alluded to this earlier. It might have been I alluded to Moody. Either way. Um. So in the trial that we see of Barty Crouch Jr. in the book, he's supposed to come off as, like, young and innocent and, like, misguided. Mm -hmm. But in this scene, we're, like, led to believe, like, oh, like, no, he's crazy. Whereas, like, we are not led to believe that from the memories in 
the book, let alone at any time in the book till the very end. Like, we're to think that he's, like, an 18-year-old boy that got caught up with the wrong crowd, who, like, Mm -hmm. didn't actually do anything. He was just associated with the people who did do something. He's, like, crying for his mother. Like, when you read that scene, you're like, oh, shit, like, he might be innocent, even knowing the ending of the book, you know? Yeah. And we just get this whole different view of who Junior is. And that kind of bothered me. It was, like, one of the first times I'd actually thought about that reading the book. Um, But I guess since we've already been revealed since the very beginning that he's not innocent, like, it it doesn't matter as much. You know, like, since we saw him with Voldemort at the very beginning. But still. Yeah, and then after the pensive scene, Harry says something to Dumbledore. He's like, like, where's... Barty Coach Jr. now, like, I saw him, I keep having this dream, and I saw him in it, but, like, Harry's not supposed to keep having the same dream. No. Like, it's a one-time, because it's, like, actually happening when he has that dream, is the implication. And, like, Crouch wasn't even supposed to be in it, so it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, well, also, another thing with that, like, Barty Crouch Sr.'s hopes were kind of ruined by that, because... Because Junior came off as innocent, it came off as very harsh Senior's punishment of him. And that's kind of what ended his bid for the Minister of Magic and kind of stalled out his career and made him, like, bitter and very anti-dark arts. So that kind of, like, he was already very anti-dark arts before, but I think, like, that contributed a lot to who he became. And, I mean, I guess we don't really see a lot of Senior's personality anyways, but that, like, was a big deal in his life you know (laughs) sending your yeah for sure so anyways um and then the next note I have is about Snape confronting Harry about the missing ingredients oh yeah with Karkaroff does that right that happens after like Harry's yeah I think he's like walking back from the Dumbledore's office and this is supposed to like Karkaroff is supposed to interrupt a potions lesson and be like yeah talking to Snape about this and like we clearly see Karkaroff's dark mark in the movie whereas like we don't really see it in the book he's just kind of like mm-hmm. pointing at his arm mm-hmm. um yeah and then we get another polyjuice hint like you were talking with Myrtle like we know that polyjuice uh-huh. ingredients are going missing and Snape thinks it's Harry yeah um so then basically I think the next scene is the third task Yes. Oh, quickly, I have one note about the stealing of the ingredients. So this move in this movie, we're led to believe that Neville stole from Snape yeah. because, like, I don't think Neville would have the balls to do that. Yeah. No. Um. But anyways. Um. So yeah. Then we go straight to the third task, yeah. which skips so much stuff in the I spring. Know. Um. The Witch Weekly article with Hermione and like Hermione getting hate mail. Yeah. Um, them like training for the I third know, I task. Love they that. do a ton of. This is like the only task that Harry like properly trains for. Um, and they do like they do and, like, great. Hermione and Ron are so such good friends. Yeah, and then also I talked about this earlier, but the Hagrid stuff is another big thing that happens in the spring. Um, and then the Weasley visit when Bill and Molly come visit. I love that. And that's like, ugh, that's like so such a good scene it's so good and then bill and bill and yeah no bill and fleur like see each other for the first time and like fleur is like checking them out out. (laughs) oh that's so good also what is the age difference between bill and fleur have we ever talked about this 
I don't. Because she's in her, presumably she's in her last year of Hogwarts because next year she's, yeah, or so sorry, last Charlie, year of Bogotans. So that would mean that Charlie is four years older than her because, because Charlie is like seven years older than Harry, right? Yeah, they like just missed being at school at the yeah. same time. So then is Bill one year older than Charlie too? I think it's too? like two or three. Actually, in Hogwarts I was going to say, in Mystery, Hogwarts Mystery, there's a, not it's just two. one. Okay. So he's yeah, so six years? I guess he's six years older. Okay, so she's like Which, 18 and he's like 24. Yeah, it's weird for that time. But I guess we always talk about the Wizarding World. Like, once you're 17, it's like you're an, you're adult, an adult. Yeah. So I guess it's less weird. You know, they like start dating art. presumably at 19 and 25. Yeah. Which... In our world is a little weird, but maybe not so in the wizard. Yeah, world. I mean we see big age gaps with like Tonks and Lupin, too. So. Yeah, this is true. Yeah. Um. So anyway, yeah, they skip a ton of stuff before the third task. They also skip like they actually find out about the maze ahead of time. Yeah. And then obviously the when they find out about the maze, like we were talking about, is when the whole like Crumb and Harry conversation, and then Crouch and other crouch dying and all that stuff happens yeah the maze they do like a aerial shot of it it's supposed to just be like on the quidditch pitch yeah but this thing takes up like all of the hogwarts grounds like Like, what um also i something i noticed this time so dumbledore gives this speech of like the obstacles in the maze they're not, like, the tough part about this challenge. Like, people lose mm-hmm. themselves in the maze. Um, I think this is... But then there are no obstacles in Yeah, the maze. but I think that the point of this is supposed to, like, set us up for no obstacles being in the maze. He's, like, hyping up that, like, no, being in the maze is kind of like a mind fuck, you know? Like, you could lose yourself. Like, people go crazy in there, and, like, that's the challenge. As opposed to, like getting past the sphinx um being the challenge which like is pretty weak like front end work on the Mm -hmm. storytelling um but i think that's the point of it because it's like really weird that they included that and i know we said no obstacles so there's no sphinx no blasted and screwed no bug art no acromantula Mm -hmm. no mist that flips everything upside down there's nothing the only thing is the maze is alive that is the only thing about this maze yeah it can move, yeah. it can rearrange, it can, like, grab you, but that's the only challenge. Yeah, which is so dumb. <sighs> um, one thing before we go any further about the maze, the there was one other big thing that we missed um, that got skipped when they skip ahead to the third task, and that's, like, the dream he has in divination class, mm. where it's, like, another vision of Wormtail and Voldemort, basically. Yeah. That's when um, he... By, that's the, when... Wow, words. That's when Rita's there and he like notices the beetle on the window. Mm-hmm. So also other things that um are weird about the maze, or I guess just about the maze in general. I always used to be so scared of crumb in the maze because I think when I was younger, I like did not process I feel like I definitely saw this movie before I read the book. If it came out in two thousand five. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They're all convoluted for me, yeah. but um, I, like, I feel like it's not clear about Crumb being imperious. Yeah. Like, Harry says at one point to Cedric, he's like, he's bewitched, he's bewitched. But, like, we haven't talked about what imperious is at all in this movie. And, like, 
it his eyes are just so creepy. Yeah, I mean and like so in the so in the in the movie they did show like the imperious lesson and the only thing that like indicate like oh yeah that's so like true. we know what that means so like if we know what that means why wasn't that the term that was used yeah you know yeah I don't know except they do skip the lesson with like Harry, Harry fighting like, it off how yeah to fight it off yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's just, like, super convoluted, and, like, Fleur getting eaten by the maze is, like, really creepy, because then the maze, like, moves. Also, like, Harry sending up red sparks, like, that shit did nothing. There's a trail of smoke, it instantly moved and then disappeared. How are people yeah. going to find where that was again, Harry? I know that that's what they told yeah. you to do, but that's so ineffective. And then the maze moved around, so who knows where Fleur ended up? Yeah. Um, that gave yeah. me anxiety. Um... But yeah, so in the book, like, Moody is supposed to have imperious Crom, and then Crom is trying to attack Cedric and After, Fleur yeah. to, like, get them out of the way for Harry. Um, yeah. And so, also, like, we don't have Harry and Cedric fighting the Acromantula together. That's kind of, like, I feel like how they end up, like, being at the end together mm-hmm. is that it, like, takes both of them to take it down. Yeah, and that's why they end up um, taking it together, too, because, like... Harry's injured, but, like, Harry also helped save Cedric, so Cedric's like, well, come on, like, we'll do it together, that kind of thing. Whereas in this, they just, like, all out sprint together, and then Harry saves Cedric, so Harry has no reason to share this with Cedric, whereas, like, in the book, Cedric, like, helps walk him to the trophy, because he has a fucking broken leg. Anyways... So then in the book, like, once we're at the graveyard, Cedric is supposed to be killed immediately, but I think they, like, wanted Harry to talk to someone to, like, tell you that it was a porky and yeah. everything, so they have Cedric kind of, like, looking around, and he's like, what is this place, and, like, it must have been a porky, and then Harry's like, we have to get back, and then that's when Cedric gets killed. Yeah, I think, like, in the book, it's like, they get there, and Harry's like, oh, shit, something's up, and then they see, like, mm-hmm. Voldemort and Pettigrew come out, and then they kill Cedric right away. Yeah. But yeah, that's um, super sad. I feel like in the book there's more Death Eaters, but I don't know if I made that up. I don't know either. I feel like there should be. There's literally like five in the in the yeah, movie. there's very few in the movie. Um, let me see, actually. I also said that Malfoy showing up and like voluntarily taking his hood off is like a real bold move when he yeah. knows that harry is there yeah. and like harry knows who he is oh yeah and the death eaters are supposed to like kiss his feet oh yeah okay it says i don't know if it ever says but it like how many there are but he goes through and like talks he like goes through and, and calls, like where people are calls missing them out. But when they show up, it says, like, the air was suddenly full of swishing cloaks. And then it's, like, in every shadowy space around them, there were wizards apparating. Yeah. So, like, it's kind of implied that there are a lot there. And then he talks about the ones, like, in his inner circle. Yeah. But, like, the number of Death Eaters is really unclear throughout the whole series. Oh, sorry. Can we backtrack just a second? I just saw a note that I was very upset about. So, how Cedric takes Crumb down in the maze is he says, Expelliarmus. And naturally, Crumb passes out because that's what Expelliarmus does with his wand in his fucking hand still. 
I didn't even notice that. That's terrible. Like, I know that we talk about Expelliarmus kind of blowing people backwards sometimes. But I don't think they ever really get knocked out, maybe, except for when Snape got hit by multiple and then got thrown into the back of, like, a bed and a headboard. Then he passed out in prisoner. But he just, like, falls on the ground, pass out, and I'm pretty sure his wand is still singing in his hand when they show him on the ground, like... Yeah. Do we not know what Expelliarmus does anymore? Just have them say stupefy. <laughs> like, like. They, that's the only spell that the movie can have people say. It's the only spell they teach at Hogwarts. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. That just, like, really... That's funny. Um, made me laugh. Um, so, anyway, back to the graveyard. We have Voldemort's gross feet. Mm-hmm. And then, in the book, Voldemort talks for, like, a whole chapter. Yeah. Well, so before that, during the potion, I have two questions. What would Voldemort have done if his father had been cremated? (laughs) And second, why did Wormtail think it was a good idea to have his hand, cut off his hand in the middle when he still has to do one more ingredient? Like, why would you not have done that last? Well, it's the order. Maybe the order was very specific. I think in the book that's not what happened because they talk about Peter being like, like curled up on the ground like sobbing after he cuts his hand yeah. off um you might be right but like in the book he just screams once and then it's completely fine like there's no there's nothing else there's no blood that's seen he's just fine after chopping off his fucking hand yeah anyways um i can touch you now yeah how Voldemort <laughs> comes back is super creepy that like it looks like an uh, like a uterus. No, what's that called? The the sack that the baby's in. The a womb. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it looks like a womb that he's like popping out of. Um, and then, yeah, the wands connecting is not accurate to the book. Yeah, They're supposed to so... be this huge like bubble dome that forms around them. Yeah, and I think they're maybe you're supposed to like float up. Yeah. But, no, maybe not. And like I think that the scene leading up to that is like pretty good. Like in the book, Voldemort is like, You do know how to duel, don't you, Harry? And kind of is like yeah. playing yeah. with him more than like trying to actively kill him at that moment. Um, yeah. um and then like Bertha Jorkins is also supposed to come and out so Frank. Priori and Cantatum. Frank does come out. Oh, in the he movie, just doesn't. But they have show it anything. in the movie. They have them come out. Frank, then Lily and James at the same time. Then Cedric. I thought Cedric when was really before be... Lily and James. In the movie. Uh, maybe, but he's definitely after Frank, which makes no sense. Yeah, I think it's Frank, the movie... and then Cedric shows up, but he doesn't say anything till after oh, the yeah. Potters have okay. said something to Harry, because then he's like, "Take my body back. Take my body back to my father." Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's really supposed to be Cedric, Frank, Bertha, Lily, James, but yeah, whatever. James, Lily, actually, if we're going backwards. No, it's supposed to be Lily, James. No, James was killed first. If we're going from yeah, most recent. Yeah, so he recent... should be the last one to. No, no, we're going from most recent to oldest. We start with Cedric. And so the Lily was killed. Oh no, you're right. Sorry, I'm getting confused. Yeah. But the reason I'm getting confused it was is because it was written incorrectly yeah. in the books. Um, yeah. Fun fact. 
So then my next note is, that's my son. Okay, wait, before we get to that, there is a huge debate within the Potter fandom about why the portkey works to take Harry back. Yeah. And why it works in the instant that Harry needs it. Like, because portkeys are normally timed. Yes. I think, like, Super Carlin Bros has done a, like, theory video on why. Um, Yeah. But, yeah, it's But we will talk about that in our next episode. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and then the the moment of celebration before everybody realizes oh what happened is definitely I don't know this movie this movie is so bad but this scene I always sob the second they get back to Hogwarts I just start sobbing so and sad. like and I don't know to me like Amos Diggory the way he like says it like it's so comical like my dad and I are always like that's my son yeah that's my boy but like. It's comical, but I also, like, I in cry the moment, every single time I watch this Like, scene. in context like, of what's happening, it. it's devastating. But if yeah. you, like, if you ever say it back, it's like, okay, that's a little extra. <laughs> but no, it's yeah. just, it's so sad. And, like, Harry's bawling. And, like, people are, like, just, I think it's watching the crowd, like, slowly figure out what happened, I think, is what makes it as devastating yeah. as it is. I mean, like, Cho crying and Fleur screaming. It's just pure chaos. Also, I noticed for the first time that Arthur Weasley is there. He walks down behind Mr. Diggory, which Arthur's not supposed to be there. But I guess Mrs. Weasley isn't in this movie, and they needed one of them to be there, so Arthur is. Um, So that Moody takes, or Crouch Jr. takes Harry away. Which is, like, pretty accurate. Like, he pulls him away in the books. Yeah. um, he does at one point during the scene, like towards the beginning, um, lick Harry's blood. Yeah. It's a little weird. Yeah, well, so this whole scene is kind of, everybody knows that this whole scene is a mess. Like, it's a mess because there's nothing for them to reveal because they didn't hint at anything throughout this movie. But first off one of the first mistakes is that barty crouch jr doesn't run out of polyjuice potion ingredients in the book like he just it wears off because yeah. dumbledore had come before he started to transform back to barty crouch jr and they just like wait for it to happen because dumbledore is like in Doesn't the excitement of tonight the veritaserum cause it to go away well i think it's more just like Dumbledore is like I think in the excitement of tonight like maybe he hasn't been as good about taking his potion as usual Mm. I think there's like a quote like that but he's not like scrambling to find polyjuice and potion polyjuice potion ingredients and he doesn't start to change before Dumbledore gets there and like nothing is explained here once Dumbledore and everybody shows up like Barty Crouch is like I did the Neville thing I did the dragon thing like before everybody shows up and then with Vera to Serum they just find out where Booty is that's the only thing that the Vera to Serum yeah and he doesn't even say that he just looks at the trunk that's the only thing that Vera to Serum reveals to us as the audience well he says that he's not not Moody. well yeah but he's already been transforming like we were gonna find that out in a matter of seconds anyways um so, yeah, it's just, it's very short. It's very poorly done. I think that Moody from the beginning is a little bit too deranged to make it believable. I know in the book it's kind of like he's acting weird. But in this, it, like, turns pretty quickly from, like, why did he pull Harry away from Dumbledore to, like, Harry figuring out that something's up. 
Also, they don't restrain him at all in the chair. They just set him down and he just doesn't try and get away. He's just sitting in the chair. I'm like... He's just like, okay. (laughs) I'll sit here. Um, That's fine. There's a moment when... When Dumbledore like like finds the Polyjuice potion or whatever, and he he says to Snape, he's like, "Now we know who's been stealing from your stores." And Snape and Harry look at each other, yeah. and Harry's like, "I told you, man." <laughs> it's he's so like, funny. he does like the eyebrow raise kind of thing. Yeah. And then we get no explanation after. Like no. you were talking about, like the reveal being bad, which like obviously it is bad. Mm-hmm. There's like no reveal, but we also get absolutely no explanation and after the fact like they don't explain at all about junior getting the dementor's kiss and like fudge being an idiot there's none of the like post tournament things where harry like talks to the diggeries like none of that the, they the just, prize like, money is Cedric's not mentioned funeral. at all not mentioned at all so like harry doesn't give it to the weasleys like it just like goes to cedric's funeral and then they watch the other schools leave and that's pretty much it yeah um also side note there's no the whole scene with Sirius and snape like revealing themselves to each other and all of that yeah there's happen. just like no wrap up to this movie at all um yeah I guess that they think that the wrap-up is Cedric's funeral, like, kind of getting closure about that. Um, But, yeah, I guess because they didn't set up that much stuff, there, like, wasn't much to reveal. And then what I noticed about the funeral is that Hagrid and Madame Maxine are both sitting in the front row, and I feel like that's a poor decision. I feel like they should be in the back. Um, Also, just, like, side note about that. So they had the benches set up differently like there's not tables they're set up kind of just like uh like an amphitheater like a stage would be and I feel like there's way too many children they fill up that entire great hall so there's Mm -hmm. no way that there could be like walkways and tables in there um anyways that's a minor problem I have with that I do love the scene of everybody saying goodbye. I think it's so cute, like, seeing all the background characters, like, hugging each other and saying goodbye. I think it's really, it's a good, like, Hogwarts atmosphere scene. Yeah, I agree. There's one scene before that with um, Dumbledore and Harry, like, in the dormitory, um, which is kind of, like, your only, like, explanation, like, kind of rundown of what's really happened this year. Yeah. Yeah, and then we have the goodbye scene, and I do, I really love that scene, and I also love, um, I, like, teared up when, after everybody's left, and Harry and, and Hermione and Ron are just, like, I don't know, they're, like, watching, and then Hermione gets really serious, and she's, like, everything is going to change now, isn't it? And Harry just looks at her, like, very seriously, very genuinely, and he goes, like, yes. And I I just, like, I was, like, oh, my God. Like, this is, this is, like, jump for the series. You know, it's, like, shit. Here we go. Voldemort's back. It's, like, a similar moment to in six when Harry's, like, I'm not coming back to Hogwarts next year. It's, like, okay, like, let's go. Yeah. I think that that's really cute. Um, Also just occurred to me at the end of this movie um so Karkaroff like there's no mention that he like up and left and peaced out yeah there's no closure on anything to do with Karkaroff nothing yeah which is like back to what I was saying at the beginning that there's no payoff for like or there's no like explanation for why he was going in the yeah 
the goblet room or anything like yeah like if you're gonna present him as a decoy you have to at least like tell us why we were meant to believe he was a decoy and what the out like you show us that he's a death eater like he has the dark mark he was on trial for being a death eater like show us the consequence of that yeah it doesn't make any sense um again this is just kind of an overall thing when people are like oh, those movies are okay, or oh, those movies are bad, who've, like, never read the books. I'm like, those movies are not meant for you. You cannot watch these movies and enjoy them and, like, understand what's happening without reading the book. They make no sense. There's so many things that make no sense. They are like, oh, gosh. I get, like, if you love the movies, like, you do you, boo. Like, enjoy the media that you have but if you've never read the books, I would love somebody who's never read the books to, like, but what, have watched the movies and enjoyed them. Like, tell me why. Or tell me what what you think happened. Yeah. Tell me what a horcrux <laughs> is because that's never explained in the movies. There's never explanation to what that is. What, what, uh, why was Cargar off the decoy? What happened with him? Like, let me know. Anyways. Yeah. Okay. End of movie wrap-up? Yeah, I think our end of movie wrap-up is almost identical, so. I mean, basically, I I feel like I'm going to leave stuff out when I talk about how much is missing because there's so much missing I couldn't even list it all. Like, yeah. I know I'm leaving stuff out. Um, Winky and Crouch Jr., no Spew, no Percy, no Bagman, the Crouch death is a mess, um, a ton of Rita Skeeter stuff is cut out, mm-hmm. like the Animagus reveal, her writing about Hermione and Hagrid. Um, they're also sorry the whole ending with Crouch Jr. Like you don't know what happens to him yeah. after they discover him. And then the only other big thing, just to add to your list, so I don't have to like do my own list of the yeah. same thing. The whole Fred and George, like they are a pretty decently big part of this book yeah. with yeah. the gambling with Bagman and with Weasley's Wizard Wheezes. And they're just, like, neither of those things are talked yeah, about. it's not in it at all. And I know yeah. that, like, the no Bagman betting is, like, a consequence of, like, Bagman not being in the movie. Yeah. Um, but still, like, in the book I was reading, like, Fred and George are just, like, around so much more often. Like, they, like, they hang are. out with yeah. the trio, I feel like, more often in this book. And yeah. it doesn't really reflect that way in the movies. Um, and basically, I guess, like, we've talked about the consequences of all these things individually being left out. I think just in general, besides, like, the lack of character development and stuff that you miss, the biggest thing is just that the reveal, which is, like, the best part about this book, it is, like, the biggest thing, like, I've come to appreciate this book so much more (laughs) through, (laughs) after knowing you, but the reveal is the biggest thing this book has to offer. Yeah. And the it just totally takes that out and it, it's such a disappointment and basically they just like they make the movie just about the tournament they skip all of the normal hogwarts stuff there's no classes there's no snape in it there's no malfoy in it then because of that um and i think it's like i feel like in the spring is like the most like where you just this always happens in the movies where it's just like christmas three scenes and yeah like they always have to speed it up and it sucks in this. Um, and also, I don't like the tasks. They make all the tasks, like, weirdly dramatic with, like, the dragon fight and the maze and all these things. That, like, I feel like they ruin... They make it all about the tournament, and then they ruin the tournament. 
Yeah, I think um, just as kind of you were talking about that, I have the same kind of criticism. Like, literally, this movie is just... I know people say this, but this movie should legitimately be called Harry Potter and the Triwizard Tournament. Like, I know that that's kind of, like, the prevailing, like, why did J.K. just not call it Harry Potter and the Triwizard Tournament? Um, Well, like, legitimately, that's what that movie should... This movie should be called. But I will say, kind of just occurred to me as you were saying all that, I don't know if there was much of a better... Like, I'm... There was a better way. Don't get me wrong. But... Because of the structure of this book, I feel like they had to include all three tasks, right? So it's kind of like after you count on including those things, I know that they kind of elongated most of the Mm -hmm. tasks and made them more dramatic. But then how much time is left over after like you've hit those three things and then obviously the Voldemort scene at the end? You know, I feel like it was a consequence of them just kind of like we have to pick and choose and we're picking the triwizard tournament because the story without it is like not very successful i know that like harry beating the dragon is not a consequence at the end of the movie but like you can't not show harry beating the dragon you know like you can't be like oh the first no but i'm just saying i don't like how they yeah no i totally agree i don't like how they did it but i think like with cutting out so much stuff obviously it's a problem but this book is just so long that they chose to pick the triwizard tournament and then obviously Mm -hmm. the end with voldemort and it's kind of like what time were they left with at that point you know yeah for sure um which i hate being the devil's advocate for these movies because I very much dislike them, (laughs) especially this one because of how much stuff they cut out. And I know that it wasn't really a thing at this point in time to split movies in half, but like there should have been one that got split in half. Yeah. Um, The thing is the movie is so long. Yeah. It's two and a half hours. But it's so like, how is it that long and that inaccurate? Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, I also said I feel like 80% of this movie is the tasks. And I know that's probably an exaggeration if you go back and look at the times, but that's what it feels like. Because there's, like, time leading up to each task, and then there's time after each task. That's still kind of, like, mm-hmm. the task. Yeah. <sighs> but, yeah, this is okay. not a great movie. Okay. Definitely a bad adaptation. <laughs> yeah. Hi, my name is Larry, and I'm a Slytherin. My name is Justin, and I'm a Slytherin. And together we host the Here's Johnny podcast, where we take a look at horror movies, TV shows... Oh, and games. We also have had amazing guests on the show that are directors, producers... And don't forget writers, Twitch streamers, and other podcasters. Yeah, and you can also check out our show every Monday. Just search Here's Johnny Podcast in your podcast app of choice. And you can always follow us on Twitter at Here's Johnny Cast. We are sure you will find an episode you will love. Maybe just like Ollivander's wands, an episode will pick you. So the pop quiz um, for this episode is the same as all the movie episodes, and it is, what is your favorite scene from the movie? (laughs) I got some great answers. (laughs) Okay, do you want me to read the Facebook ones first? Yeah, you can read the Facebook ones first. Okay, so Lisa said, when the Accio charm worked and Harry Spirebolt came to his rescue... Leia said, um, I actually like the Goblet of Fire movie, even though they cut a lot of the plot. My favorite scene is when Cedric dies and his dad cries over his body. Oh. It gets me every time. I would agree. It does also get me every time. <laughs> yeah. Um, Anne said, I think when Harry gets embarrassed by moaning Myrtle and the prefix bathroom. I think it's creepy, but so I think it's like kind of also really awkwardly funny. Like seeing yeah. Harry's reaction is like, oh, this is really cringy. <laughs> Yeah. 
And then Lita, in parentheses, said, I wonder who wrote this question, because Katie posted it and said, <laughs> I know it's hard to pick because they're all so bad. Um, but then they answered, probably Ron dancing with McGonagall, which is I a mean, good that's, that's a definitely a highlight of the movie. Um, <laughs> so I also posted this on Instagram because Audrey and I realized today that we forgot to post it on Facebook. <laughs> Even though you guys came through really fast with the answers on Facebook, I figured I'd put it on Instagram just in case. People didn't see it in time. So Jen said, LOL, I read this before the comment and thought to myself, is there a best scene? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Zach said, the end credits. Tiffany said, LOL. (laughs) Um, Candela said, I don't like the movie at all. And then like an emoji frowny face. Salvador said, Snape chaperoning the bushes, which is that deleted scene that we alluded to mm, um, with mm-hmm. Karkaroff. And then Larry said, Harry and Hermione before the first challenge still think they should have ended up together. LOL. I do like that scene, actually. Like, now that you mentioned that, I think yeah, it's no, cute. Yeah, no, I like that. That was one of my top scenes. Yeah. But not because they should have ended up together, <laughs> just because they're good friends. Yeah. Um, yeah, so my initial reaction was none of the scenes. <laughs> um, but... Some of the ones that people have said have jumped out. So I did think of the Harry and Hermione just because I love their friendship. Yeah. Um, I did think of the Ron dancing with McGonagall. <laughs> um, and I did think of the Cedric's death one because, like, I love a scene that makes me cry. Yeah. But I think I'm going to have to go to, like, the, when they're dancing at the Yule Ball and it switches to, like, fast mm. music and everyone just looks really happy um, Crumb and Hermione are really cute, and Flitwick is crowds. <laughs> okay, what did I say? <laughs> I already forgot. Early in the episode, or in the first episode, actually. Sorry, we recorded them on the same day. The first ep- episode, I was like, that might ha- spoiler, that oh, might have to be like- my answer. What was I talking about? What scene was it? Um, I feel like it was early, it was in the first half, so it was earlier. <laughs> this is so bad. How did I already forget that? It was like two hours ago. Was it the tent? Like in the tent before the first task? No? No, I don't think so. I thought, I think it was like, it wasn't even the scene. It was like such a small moment. Oh, oh it was oh, Harry it was and Harry's... the, tw- or no, it yeah. was the twins and Hermione. <laughs> the... Oh, oh, I thought you were talking about the pumpkin juice falling out of Harry's mouth. Oh, that's what I was talking about. But I also thought it with yeah. the twins and Hermione and the sexual tension that happens mm. in that scene. Yeah. Um, but the juice falling out of Harry's mouth and the sexual tension between the twins and Hermione, I think, are my favorite <laughs> scenes. <laughs> All right. All right, so uh, thanks for sticking with us. I guess this episode wasn't super long. No, it's but... like, this This is one of our shortest of late. I don't know when the last time we've gone this short is, even though it was a two-parter. <laughs> yeah. So come back in another couple weeks. Uh, if you're a patron, come back in within the month. Um, but, yeah, we'll be back, and... Just make sure you go and subscribe to us anywhere you get your podcasts. And please, please, please give us a rating on Apple um, Apple Podcasts to get us up to 50. Yeah, I would very much appreciate that. And then you can follow us on social media. We are Wizard Studies Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. You can join our Facebook group if you want to answer our pop quiz questions and get us to read them on the pod at Wizard Studies Podcast 
group. You can follow us on Twitter at Wizard Studies. And if you want that bonus episode every month that Audrey put our heart and soul into, you can become a patron of ours at patreon.com and then search for Wizard Studies Podcast. Awesome. As always, thank you so much for listening. And remember, just do your best, we'll do the rest. And learn until our brains all rot. 